Hey there, everybody. Happy Friday. <laughs> Lori apparently has forgotten. This is the Friday Five with Lori and Jane. Since we just talked. I'm all wrapped up in my skirt. Okay. That is TMI. Let's try that again. That Let's try that again. Take 75. <laughs> Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to the Friday Five. With Lori. And Jane. We, we made it through the week. We finally made it through the week. We made it through this introduction. <laughs> that was dicey. It only took us a hundred times. Yes. But we no, did it. We did. We're successful. Yay. All right. Today is a great episode. It is a great episode. Because we are going to be talking about charities that we feel are really... <gasps> oh, there's my dog. I guess my husband's home. Mm-hmm. Um, really great and worth donating time and money too yes ones that we have a passion for or appreciate the work the only caveat i would say is that Mm -hmm. some of these i think for me are local um i tried to not but i think at least one is no mine mine are all national slash international i there is one i had thought originally when we were when we put this on our master list of topics to do Mm -hmm. so i have a spreadsheet of course of course you do and when Lori and i decided to do this podcast together i created a spreadsheet of like 120 topics that we could talk about so we literally have two years worth of episode ideas that we can record and so immediately one that we came up with was five charities that we believe are worth supporting Mm -hmm. and at the time i thought it would be great to have a guest on here because i actually have a friend who runs a local food um like a lunch program Mm -hmm. Um, and i thought it would be great to have him on as a guest and with this whole quarantine and shelter in place and six foot distancing it makes it hard to have and so rather than wait and do the episode because who knows when that's going to come to an end i just thought let's just go ahead and record right our ones right because i'm sure we could always do a part two at any given time because there are so many other charities that that between the two of us we probably give to right that are worth supporting and obviously like one i actually work for one but Mm -hmm. i can't so we try not to give out where we live in this yes. podcast. So I'm sure I'm surprised you've got local ones on there. Well, I don't. Whatever. Do, Jane. We, do we need to pause so you can redo no, your list and take out the locals? I can take out. I can Are they take regional it out. versus local? I think they're regional. It's only one of them. <laughs> I can pretend. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. Let's see what we got. All right. Well, my first one is one that I have done in the past. I've volunteered for. And it's Samaritan's Feet. And they are an organization that provides shoes to children in areas where they may not have shoes as a resource. Additionally, every Christmas time, they do boxes shoe boxes shoe boxes mm-hmm. where you get a shoe box and you fill it with toys and all kinds of fun stuff that then get sent to children around the world right um where they may not necessarily 
get to celebrate Christmas with gift giving. Right. And this is Billy Graham's son, I believe, that started all of this. I don't know if his son started it. I thought maybe Billy Graham started it. I thought the son started it. I'll admit I didn't look into the history. But it's a great organization in that it provides... Because, you know, if you're living in a country where... I'm trying to think of a diplomatic way to say it. Cleanliness is not readily available. Right. You know, if you're living in a house that doesn't have nice floors and all that, they might mm-hmm. be dirt floors or A second or, or third whatever. world country. Yeah, Absolutely. pretty much. There's plenty. Then, you know, you're walking around areas that potentially are just so filthy that even just walking the ground can cause infection, cause illness, cause sickness. Right. So Samaritan's Feet will provide shoes to those people so that it's one less avenue for them to get sick later on. Right. Which I think is awesome. It's such a simple way to serve people. Mm -hmm. And what I love is that when Samaritan's Feet goes into an area to give shoes, they actually set up washing stations. And the people that are there to give out the shoes will wash the feet of the people and then provide them with socks and shoes and put them on their brand new, you know, not brand new feet, but their newly cleaned feet Mm -hmm. and brand new shoes. And I love that idea of servanthood of washing the feet. And then I just, I love the shoe box. I loved a couple of years ago we filled up giant, like I got big shoe boxes. They weren't even like the the normal size. They were like double size Uh and filled those up with, treats and um socks and paper and pen and just little gadget toys and fun stuff and each one of the member of my family got to pick stuff to go in their box and then i think they were sent to guatemala i think is the country that ours went to but i just it's such a simple way to serve people outside of giving money it's you know, the money that you donate goes towards the shoes. And then the shoe boxes, you actively engaged and building a box that goes to a child. Right. So I love right. Samaritan's Feet. Well, and I'm sure you like the idea of somebody having shoes because we know from prior episodes that I'm you, a have, you have some tender feet yes. that will just bring you to your knees. It would. A pebble. Yes. I would not be able to walk a around A blade the of grass. <laughs> a blade of grass. Maybe. <laughs> it depends on the kind of grass. Yeah. Is it a short or... T- yeah. Is it a fescue or Bermuda? It makes a difference. <laughs> All right. So what's your first one? Okay. My first one, I am going to go with, and I don't... This is not really... Well, one is a a charity. It's an organization. They're kind of... I'm kind of putting them together because one is definitely not per se a charity, but it's a nonprofit organization. Okay. So then mm-hmm. I wanted to... Yeah kind of group them together yeah that works but girl scouts and girls on the run yes my daughter did girls on the run yeah i've done i've not worked with them but i have done i have done the 5ks with Mm -hmm. the with friends daughters who've asked me to do it i think because i must have sucker written across (laughs) my forehead so i have i've done those runs but i just i was a girl scout until probably middle school I guess Mm -hmm. junior high that experience was great I think what they do for girls and what they teach girls and girls on the run the empowerment and the just independent spirit and things like that I I just they're both organizations started by women I just really like them yeah no they're great I remember when Olivia did girls on the run 
it was a great way for her to have a, an additional female mentor right. that encouraged her that you can do more and be more and really succeed in. Yeah, and, this, and the events that I've run in, and I should put quotes around run, <laughs> <laughs> but I finished everyone. They, you know, you run with somebody. I mean, it might be, I know that I know some girls that have run with their fathers mm-hmm. or their brothers mm-hmm. or it's just a great bonding experience. Yeah. Well, it's funny. The one time that Olivia did a girls on the run, my son did it with us. My husband was out of town. So the three of us did it. And my son decided this is the first time he had ever done a 5k. He decided he was going to sprint. Oh, and How'd that so, work out? Uh, yeah. So Olivia and I are jogging, doing our thing, mm-hmm. you know, just our slow paced jog. Mm-hmm. And we come up on my son and he is doubled over just because <gasps> he had sprinted the first two tenths of a mile. And at that point he was gassed out. Right. And so we continued with our jog and we're like, just catch up when you can. And then a few minutes later, he would sprint past us again. And so it was rabbit in the hair. Right. Olivia and I doing our slow paced jog and him just doing sprints. Just right. And then taking like a 10 minute break and then sprint and then 10 minute break. And we ended up finishing all at the same time. Mm-hmm. If we even finished. Actually, now that I think about it, I think at some point my son was like, I can't go anymore. Because I think we made it like two and a half Boys. miles. Yeah, I think we made it two and a half <laughs> miles. And uh, so we still got the medal. Oh, good. Yeah. So Olivia still got her participation mm. trophy. But my memory of Girls on the Run is that my son decided to sprint a 5K instead of. Yeah. I have I have a lot of fond memories. There's one I did. I've done them in, when it's been warm. I've done them when it was like super duper cold. Mm-hmm. But I just think that it is. It's a great thing. And, you know, running's one of those things that you don't have to have a particular spot. You don't have to have a particular equipment. You do need a pair of shoes. Right. But, but even then, you can have sneakers versus having the high-end running shoes right. and, and different things like that. So I think it's just about movement and the girl's empowerment issue yeah. and just yeah. kind of that support. And it's... It's kind of nice to have something that's just girls. Yeah. And I loved, you know, Girl Scouts was the same thing. I don't think Girl Scouts are as cool as they used to be. But, I mean, I grew up in a, you know, in a small town where we all, every everybody seemed to be a Girl Scout. Yeah. And it was just the memories there that I'm still friends with all of these women now. But, you know, and they're... Their daughters and whatever are now brownies and mm-hmm. juniors and cadets. Yeah. And I was a brownie. Oh, I think they do something daisies or something now, but that sounds familiar. That was that's later, but yeah, I always think of that as good education, good everything, community building. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So what have you got? All right. Well, my next one, for many, many years, I did two different organizations that kind of do the same thing. I did World Vision and Compassion International. So I'm lumping those two together as one. 
So uh, this is a group where you quote unquote adopt or sponsor a child in another country. Okay. And so I adopted one from each organization and I, I picked kids that had the same birthdays as my kids so that we could follow along. Oh, that's an interesting idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I didn't care about the country necessarily. It was, I wanted them to have so the same clever. birthday. And Jenny, so, so clever. Thanks. So my daughter's was a little girl in Nigeria. Uh-huh. And then my son's was a little boy in Uganda. Okay. And I want to say for a good four or five years, I sponsored these kids until I got laid off from work. And at that point, I had to cut right as much spending as possible since sure. I lost my job. Um, and then I never ended up getting back into it after I, I was working again. But for four or five years, I sponsored these kids that were born on the same day. And it was so sweet to get the letters from them. And then they would draw pictures and send me the pictures and they would do handwritten notes, but then uh, a, a teacher would actually write the note about... Translate? Uh, yeah, exactly, about what it was. And you could see the the handwriting change as they got older, just mm-hmm. like my own kids' handwriting got better as they got older. And um, the little girl would talk about how she and her sister and her mom were by themselves. It was just the three of them. And that her mom was really grateful that I was sponsoring her so that her daughter could go to school and just, you know, really, really sweet letters for those four or five years. And it was not expensive. And what's great is that Compassion International in particular, well, I think both of them do this, but I know from personal experience, Compassion International will let you travel to see your kid and I know that this actually is a true thing because a friend of mine that I went to college with he actually works with Compassion International and sponsors as well and a few years ago he traveled to see his sponsored child and spent a day um, with this kid that he had been writing letters with for a couple years and they were able to spend the day together and take pictures together and have this one-on-one experience that I thought was pretty amazing. Right. Um, So I love that um, these two organizations are helping kids around the world and enabling them to have education and seek to improve their family's position through the organization. Yeah, and organizations like that where you adopt a child or whatever, it just, it amazes me how little money it takes, how, how far so little can go. So little can go because it's it's incredible. It tells you how fortunate we are here. Right. Yeah, it's a good reminder. Yeah. Well, I love those two organizations. Yeah. I like that. I have on my list, this is one that I just associated with Christmas. Okay. I The organization has been around forever. I think that they kind of are pretty broad and do a lot, but I know that when I see the first person come out at Christmas, I make sure that anytime I go in a store or out of a store that I always have money to put in the Salvation Army pot. Mm-hmm. And that's my month of December. I do that. And then the other piece of that is that they do the great toy drive. Right. So if you want to be inspired or just um, 
just really see what the true meaning of Christmas is. Because for me personally, I think it's it really is about that piece of its kids. Yeah. Have you ever rung the bell? I have not done that. It's I, fun. I've done it a couple times. I know that you've, I remember you saying that. Mm-hmm. But I always make sure that during the month of December that I don't pass by one of those without dropping money in the pot and donating to the Christmas toy drive and go wherever they are collecting all the toys and walk in that room and see how many bicycles it will just it just kind of renews in you some faith in humanity that people are giving right and ha- and and going on one of the that last few days where they're collecting the toys and it is just it's organized chaos out there because you know people they're pulling up in cars and they've just got three bicycles or they've got right all the toys and things like that so yeah so they're not going to the dollar store and getting stuff they're they're getting legitimate right really nice gifts for these kids right substantial getting i mean they're getting some of what they need but they're getting some of what they want Mm -hmm. as well but isn't that the ideal Christmas for a kid to get oh, a yeah. bicycle, a brand new bicycle? Yeah. So, as well as the box of underwear. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The bike makes yes. up for the underwear. Yes, exactly. So, and then I think going from there, I think that they do, you know, in most communities, they they kind of are all over and in so many ages and stages of people's lives. Yeah. The Salvation Army, but I mean, they've been around, oh my gosh, forever. Yeah. So, I like it. Well, it's always fun to volunteer and ring the bell. Like I said, I've done it a couple times. I just I set up a little speaker and I run my phone through it and play of music. Course you do. <laughs> I have to have music. And I have a spreadsheet of all the music, <laughs> my bell ringing music. <laughs> no, I have like a Christmas playlist and I'll play Christmas tunes and um, I find that when I'm playing the music that people, you know, they enjoy hearing that as they go in and out of the store mm-hmm. and they'll put money in the pot. But yeah, no, I'm fully on board with Salvation Army. Okay. All right. Well, my next one is is sort of healthcare related and that's Ronald McDonald House. I and thought about putting them on mine. Yeah. What so, a great organization. I, I think they're phenomenal. So I can remember seeing the commercials for Ronald McDonald House. I'm like, okay, Really? McDonald's is running a charity. But it's actually fantastic because what they do, one of the things that they do is that if you've got a child at the local children's hospital and you're not from that area, if you've traveled from out of town, they will help you find temporary housing Mm -hmm. so that families can be with their kids as they're being treated in the hospital. Right. And I think that's an amazing mission. It's a, it's a mission that wouldn't be something that you'd necessarily think of. Like, it's not a top of mind kind of charity because you don't think about it until you yourself need it. Right. And so, you know, driving by a hospital, why would I ever think, well, I wonder how they help families who are traveling from out of town who need care. It's incredible. And the facilities... The, I've been to the local ones that we have here mm-hmm. in this area, but what they provide from um, meals to just taking that worry because hotels are not cheap. Right. So a lot of the Ronald McDonald houses have almost like little hotel rooms mm-hmm. within there, but then it's just that camaraderie and that spirit of 
other people that are going through the same thing going through Mm -hmm. the same if not very similar situations and you never know I mean if the specialist is a thousand miles nobody's going to stop a parent from getting their child there right and and you don't think about oh my husband needs to go back and work or I need to go back and work and my husband needs to stay and yeah you know so it it does provide all of that for the families mm-hmm. that's that is a fantastic organization yeah I know I know that when and I don't go very often to McDonald's but they used to have I don't know if they still do the they little do. outside mm-hmm. where yeah. I would just drop change I think those are the best things because I just will drop change in I don't think about it right you know and it adds up mm-hmm. quickly it sure does yeah yeah but that's that's a great choice yeah yeah I like them I support yeah. them that's good all right, your next one. Okay, my next one, we're going to make it Feed America. Yeah. I think the one thing that's that has just really kind of knocked me off my feet in this pandemic has been the fact that we have so many people that don't have food. Right. The, in an area like ours, there can be food drought. Yeah, for sure. It's it just, I, it's, it's, it, I know that with my mother had worked at a, a title one school and had filled up the backpacks each week to send them home on Fridays with mm-hmm. so many of the kids that would be carrying essentially the groceries for their family home with them on the weekends. And now I think it's like one in seven, one in five kids is is hungry. I Feed America does a great job. Any of these that are, I can't think. There's one that's I don't think it's Feed America, but it's one that uh, like the Cooking Channel and and all that they sponsor. It may be Feed America. I'm not sure. I feel like it is. Yeah. But um, I've gone and and worked with the local similar you know food banks and such and. It is the need out there has just... Isn't it Feed America the one where you can get your organization to go and volunteer for a day and like fill bags with beans mm-hmm. or whatever? Like the weight of stuff. Like yes. five pounds of this or right. three pounds of that or something like Because I've like done that. that. I've volunteered for that a couple times. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was Feeding America. Yeah, and I've, done the, and I've done the food banks where you go and you put stuff that has been donated the one that I was referring to I won't say the name of that's that was started by a nurse here she would go and when she started it just with her car she would go to places like a hospital or like a cafeteria or whatever and get the get the surplus food that was prepared and she would be the conduit between whatever that restaurant was to Mm -hmm. get the food Mm -hmm. and take it to maybe a soup kitchen or a homeless shelter or things like that. So it was, it was already prepared food, but it was, it was an immediate, Mm -hmm. which is if you've ever worked in a restaurant and you see the amount of food that's thrown out, that's thrown out Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it's just, it's, it just, 
doesn't even seem yeah, right yeah. to do it. Well, the guest that I was thinking of having on, he does a local food, uh, food kitchen, lunch kitchen. Mm-hmm. And so he has several locations that he's built up over the past 10 or 15 years. And he gets food for pennies on the dollar because he gets a lot of donations from local restaurants. Mm -hmm. And so two or three times a week at two or three different locations in our area, he will provide hundreds and hundreds of lunches. And he's gotten the cost down to like 30 cents a meal through donations and grants that he's gotten. And then he just recently, I think last year, bought a food truck. And now he can actually take food to communities where he's not able to set up an actual Mm -hmm. location and he will give food away for free from Mm -hmm. the food truck in these impoverished areas in our region. Right. Um, I just think that's... The food deserts. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's just, I, I found that watching the news whenever, what were we in, maybe the third week of the pandemic, the quarantine, that the lines for people to come through and just get you know just basic groceries was just unbelievable Mm -hmm. to me and then I you know and then I think about myself and I think gosh I throw away so much food that I don't eat that I am just it's kind of disgusting sometimes Mm -hmm. yeah so I think they do I think they do amazing stuff I think anything to get the agriculture into an area and get the fresh fruits and the vegetables and and what a store won't sell is right. still edible. Yeah. Well, I have a podcast recommendation then, and okay. that is, it's called Welcome to the Table, and it's a relatively new podcast. It only just started, but mm-hmm. it's a guy who has a farm and he grows food, but his podcast is where he goes out and interviews other people that are working in the food desert to provide gardens and food supplies to people in need but it's a great little podcast about people serving those food desert areas and making sure that everybody has food i just i feel like in this day and time should anybody be going hungry no 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 i don't i just don't Mm -hmm. i can't even wrap my head around it yeah well similarly my next charity focuses on clean water should anybody in this day and age not have access to clean water? Right. And the answer is no. Everyone should have access to clean water. And so one charity that I've given to is called Charity Water. Mm-hmm. And they're a great organization. And I have a fun story. So many, many years ago, a friend of mine had bought a belt, this this awesome signature, you know, kind of big belt. And she kind of had a moment of uh, reflection and accountability and thought, I just spent enough money on this belt that I could have provided water to a community Mm -hmm. for the cost of this belt. And so she came up with the idea of the traveling belt. And so she put the word out that she was willing to ship the belt to anyone who wanted to wear it Mm -hmm. as long as they would donate to charity water okay and so she bought a little notebook so that you could put your name in it and the date that you wore the belt um you could take a picture of you wearing the belt and put it in there Mm -hmm. and so this this traveling belt 
for a long time traveled all over the country and even a couple other countries and these women yes it was fabulous and each time somebody wore the belt they donated forty dollars to charity water and so it was a great way to build a community among women who were Mm -hmm. supporting this charity and make you think about this belt was the cost of somebody having clean water in their community it was wonderful it it, at some point i think the belt didn't get forwarded and so it just kind of came to an end at that point but for over a year at least once a week if not two if the passing of the belt was localized Mm -hmm. charity water was getting money from that belt so from that single 40 dollar purchase that she made many 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 more belts worth of donations were made to charity water it just seems like it's a it it's a it's a right you should be able to have clean water yeah and it's you know you go to the website for charity water and you can see the work that they're doing and you can see how easy it is to get a well going in these communities so these people don't have to walk miles and miles and miles Mm -hmm. to get to fresh water and then walk you know basically spend half your day just to go get a couple gallons of water to live on for that day it's shocking right so it's it's really important that people have access to clean water i like it so that's my fourth one okay well i'm going to give you one that you know is on my list and that's the susan komen foundation yep for breast cancer for research for um, assistance for education for everything I've been really active in the organization my mom's a survivor and I know gosh I know way too many people that it's touched their lives mm-hmm. and I've done the walks I've done I've done other organizations walks for the same purpose so um, anything to help with with the research to hopefully uh, eradicate cancer, breast cancer, is very near and dear to me. So, Well, the walk in our area is huge. Mm-hmm. I remember one year I did it. After that, I'm like, let me just donate the money because <laughs> there were so many people. And we had a whole bunch of people from where we worked doing right. it. I could not find any of them. So that's, I basically did the walk by myself. Yeah, that's part of, part of those has always been my favorite picture in the in the paper was I don't know how far up the photographer would go to He'd get a picture, to but I mean just in these incredible mm-hmm. thousands uh, and thousands of people. Right. And they've really done and you know and it all started with a friend of a of a, her friend had breast cancer. And what that organization has done across the country is just incredible. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of the funds that are raised stay, or the majority of them, stay in your actual community uh, so that you can benefit from them. But uh, the education piece, the, um, the lobbying that they do, and it's something that gets bandied about in politics and with insurance companies. And it goes up and down and all around about paying for mammograms and and things like that, that I could really, I can get on the soapbox about it. But it is, it is very important. And 
not to be a commercial, but it really is about early detection. It's about those early mammograms, and those mammograms are not cheap. Right. And the fact that they, many insurances, insurance companies won't pay for that. Which is crazy. Which is beyond me. Mm -hmm. It is beyond me. But I'm I'm very pro-Komen. Well, I love that our our company that we used to work for, they would actually, for the women, allow you to take paid time mm-hmm. to go get your mammogram done. So right. you didn't even have to worry about, oh, I can't take off from work. You know, I can't right. afford the lack of pay. Our company said, no, you can still get paid. Right. You go. It's important that you get this check. Right. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, yes, very much about that. I know you are. It's like one of your busiest times of year is when you're helping. I know. With the big race. Yeah, doing that. Mm. But um, it has been, it's, you know, it's a, it's a gift to be able to give back with that organization. So, I like it. Yeah. Well, my last one is actually the last organization that I gave to just a couple of weeks ago. Okay. So with the death of George Floyd, Yes. Um, there's been a lot of conversation about organizations that you can donate to to help mm-hmm. in systemic racism, systemic injustice, and things like that. So one of the organizations, I, I, I love um, Charity Navigator, um, which is a website where you can go and see um, how well an organization spends its money. Mm-hmm. So is the CEO of this organization earning Right. Too much money. I mean, you know, if you're running a charity, I understand that some of the bigger chair, I am not against executives earning a lot of money because they have a lot of pressure to run these organizations. Right. I get that. However, if it's a smaller charity and your CEO is taking 10% of the money that's coming in, I have an issue with that. Right. Because you're supposed to be using that money to help people, not on administrative costs and salaries so that that's one thing that i love about charity navigator is that they do the work for me and if i hear about a charity then i'm like oh i might want to give money to them i'll go and see if they are good they're putting that money to good use good stewards of their dollars that's the word i was looking for good stewardship of that money if i'm giving a dollar i don't want 70 cents of that dollar to go towards office space I want it to go towards the person to whom I want that money to go. Right. So one of those organizations, this organization regularly has the top ranking at Charity Navigator. Okay. And is very impactful on social justice reform. They actually made a movie last year with Michael B. Jordan, the Uh delightful Michael B. Jordan. Okay. Called Just Mercy. I don't think you've ever done that voice before, so that's exciting. I will for itself. Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love Michael B. Jordan. But it's the Equal Justice Initiative. Okay. And that organization is basically, they're committed to ending mass incarceration that uh, an excessive punishment in the United States where the reason why these people might be incarcerated for longer terms is because of their ethnic background. And so I think that's a, a worthy charity to give to. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a big believer in people who are arrested for nonviolent crime should not go to prison for decades. Right. 
And yet it seems like in a lot of cases, nonviolent offenders are harshly treated and given long-term sentences versus providing different avenues for them to be educated, reformed and better their lives. Right. Um, And so that's what Equal Justice Initiative does is it goes to bat for people who have been incarcerated Mm -hmm. for excessive terms and helps to seek justice. And so with the, the George Floyd incident, as well as Breonna Taylor and a lot of the and the Ahmaud Arbery and things like that, while Ahmaud Arbery was not the case of somebody being incarcerated for a long time, the George Floyd one was the use of excessive force and making a situation that it was over a counterfeit $20 bill. That's what his being pulled to the side was for. Was it necessary to make it go to such a a place that George Floyd was pinned to the ground and essentially suffocated at the hands of this cop Mm -hmm. over a fake $20 bill? Now, if George Floyd had been somebody who had a gun in his hand and had just shot somebody and was being violent, then I could see using more aggressive force to subdue him. Mm -hmm. It was a counterfeit $20 bill. And so that's what Equal Justice Initiative is fighting. I, I, I like it. I don't know that much about it, but I know I've heard it. I've heard of it, yes. And uh, the work they've got today. A lot. Because if you don't have the money for the attorneys, right. you're, you're pretty much yeah. already yeah, in a bind. Because you, you don't know how to advocate for yourself. Mm-mm. to uh to speak up on your behalf and know the ins no. and outs and of the law and it's intimidating oh and, absolutely yeah and what one person gets off of because they have an attorney walk in there versus the other person who has a public defender right ends up with a a really strict mm-hmm. sentence yeah that um yeah there's there's much work to be done mm-hmm. much work to be done with that well that's my last one sorry i didn't mean to get that's on the soapbox a, no there. that's okay that's okay. Are you off the soapbox now? I am. Okay. I got down. Well, I got it. You can get on it now and do your last one. Well, I'm not. I. This is the one that I referenced and said that it is local. Uh, I think there are some regional offices, but I'm not sure. But whatever people have in their community, I think that there's probably something in people's communities. But um, this is a organization, I won't say the name of it, but they offer assistance to to people. Um, and it's just not a over and over and over again kind of thing. It's um, you have an emergency, you can't pay your power bill. You have an emergency, you can't pay your rent mm-hmm. or things like that. And it's not a go-to over and over right. and you have to... They work to negotiate things down. They figure out plans for you and kind of help you to get there, I think, in a respectful way. Um, My favorite thing about them is they do, instead of taking donations like clothes and such and furniture to other organizations, I take it to this particular organization because the clients, as they're referred to, are given a voucher and they go into essentially a store. And they're allowed to shop for 
whatever oh, awesome. whatever their voucher is. Yeah. You know, so it's a very respectful, a very human experience. Mm-hmm. Yes. Instead of it feeling like charity, they go in and oh they have, you know, it's a single mom with two kids and they have these are, you know, you can get you know, five pairs of pants and this and and they have a choice. So they can um you know, just kind of be who they are and represent who they are. But I love that idea. I love mm-hmm. the idea of those things being given because they can afford them. I know that within churches that this is an organization that receives a lot of funding through them. I've done the volunteering where um, they meet clients, and especially during the winter months and things like that, the the line will be out the door for these people to get assistance and they would have evening hours too so that you don't have to lose your job right. in order to get the help you need yeah they would do that you see the client work with them you work with the businesses maybe the power company within your city or whatever um the gas company and um help to get the bills paid and hopefully you know a lot of times it's It's not because you're always, you've just hit a bump in the road. You just need to make it through this month. you just need a hand up. Yeah, you just, you know, you just need a little help at that that particular moment. It's not that you are habitually never paying your rent. Right. Maybe you had lost your job or maybe your child was sick and you had to pay money for medication and you right. know or something that, like that mm-hmm. yeah absolutely. Um, but I've done that I've done sorting of the clothes and um, they do collect home items and things like that and help to um, do that but just just the whole piece of the dignity of yeah. it I like it, that that sounds awesome yeah as opposed to you know you go in and you 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 have one of the clients comes back to the desk and it's it's just you and that person and they don't have to tell their story to everybody. Mm-hmm. It, it there is it, there is dignity in it, yeah. and I I appreciate that. And I I don't think that it's it's a hand up when you need it, but it's not it's not a source that you can just keep. You can't keep going back to that well. Yeah, you know you've got yeah. To the show. trust is there that you're going to uh, get through it and. Right. Continue on. That maybe, you know, maybe you've only got two to three months. Maybe you just moved into an apartment or something and you've had to pay two months rent up up ahead and you've gotten called off from work or, you know, just things like that. But I, um, I feel very passionate about that organization. That's awesome. So, well, there you have it. There's 10 charities that we have supported ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that we have kind of done the background work to figure out, you know, that these are worthy charities and that they spend their money wisely and that they're for worthy causes. Mm-hmm. I think they're there. And and for these 10, there are hundreds and hundreds. hundreds and hundreds more. Yeah. For real. Go to Charity Navigator and they have a lot of like top 10 lists, top 100 mm-hmm. lists. Um, and they will help guide you towards even like different kinds of charities. If mm-hmm. you want to give to an art 
arts and humanities, right. they'll list out, you know, some of the really good ones. Some of the ones supporting. that are more education and mm-hmm. arts are more local. So I didn't put those on my list because I really would have had a list of five local. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, even the Better Business Bureau, mm-hmm. they do list of um, charities and they rank they rate them much like they do a business. Yeah. So you can get the information to find out yeah. who's who's going to be good stewards of your dollars mm-hmm. and of your time as well. Yeah. So. Well, there you have it. I'm going to go ahead and put links to a lot, uh, most of these. Okay. Um, in our show notes. So if you want to see these ch- charities that you can give to, I'll have them in the show notes. And you can go to Friday5podcast.com. That's where we keep all of our show notes on every post for each episode. And if there's a charity that you know about that we may that you particularly feel strong about, yeah. let us know that as well. Yeah. We can give the uh, shout out to it absolutely. on another episode. Absolutely. Um, but, but yeah, you can email us at the girls at Friday5podcast.com. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook and all in Instagram. Although, again, I haven't done Instagram in a very long time. I need to do that. But in any event, I'm holding up my two fingers. I'm holding up my two fingers. So Have a great weekend. Jesus. And we'll see you next week. Have a great week.